Welcome to Empowered Owners, the podcast that takes you inside Empowered Ventures. I'm your host, Chris Fredericks. In each episode, I'll have a discussion with one of our employees to discover and highlight their distinct personalities, perspectives, and skills, while also keeping you in the loop with exclusive news, updates on company performance, and a glimpse into the future plans of Empowered Ventures. This is an opportunity for me to learn more about our amazing employee owners and an opportunity for you to hear regularly from me and others from within Empowered Ventures. On this episode of Empowered Owners, I'm talking with Diane Bokar, Office Manager at First Star Precision. Diane has worked for First Star from the day it began in the year 2000 and has helped founder Dave Tenney and operations leader Jack West build First Star to what it is today. Diane has worn many hats in her life, including bookkeeper for various companies, restaurant owner, and more. She grew up in Celeryville, Ohio, a town known for, you guessed it, celery production, and had six people in her entire grade in elementary school. I'm excited to chat with Diane about First Star's early years and the ways First Star has developed and kept a fun and close-knit culture. Quick side note, as we mentioned last week, we're evolving the format of the show. Every two weeks, we will release an interview with one of our employee owners like this one. During the weeks in between, we'll be sharing EV updates and information. I'm excited because this approach will create more concise weekly episodes and give us a place to start sharing more about EV and our vision and plans. Please let us know what you think about the new format. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Diane Bogart. Hi, Diane. Welcome to Empowered Owners. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining. The first thing I thought would be fun to dig into is the early years at First Star. And I was curious how you ended up meeting Dave Tenney, the founder of First Star. I actually met him through one of the other founders, Jack Horstman, and they worked together at the, their previous company. And how did you know Jack? Through my ex-husband. They were very good friends. So Jack and Dave decide to found First Star. How did you get involved? We were actually at a birthday party and... Jack came up to me and said, hey, we're starting a new company. Any interest in doing the books? And I said, sure. What was their pitch like in terms of what else was it going to be involved other than doing the books? That was it. Help us get it started. I think I was actually just supposed to be part-time for a short period of time. And here I am 23 years later. <laughs> <laughs> what else were you doing at the time? I was raising five boys, my ex-husband's five boys. So I didn't work full-time at the beginning, except during the summer when they were out and just other odd jobs. We owned a couple pizza places, so I did the books for that as well and all the payroll and everything. Interesting. What was that like, owning owning a couple of pizza places? <laughs> Hectic, to say the least. Yeah. As an owner, you do everything from top to bottom. So I would deliver. I would do dishes. I would do the books. I would take orders. I want to get back to the pizza place, but let's try to stay on topic with First Star for a moment. In those early years, what do you remember it being like when it first started? What were some of the early challenges and experiences getting First Star started? For me, it was learning the business, all the ins and outs of manufacturing and how to cost things out, things like that. So once I learned where everything was supposed to go, it was great. I had always wanted to kind of set up a system from the get-go something that made sense to me. I'd done a lot of books for a lot of different people and some of the ways they did things didn't make sense to me. 
what's an example of something that you wanted to do it, do it the right way or the way that made sense to you? I guess just the order of operations and how things were filed or categorized. To me, that made the most sense. So I can usually go anywhere here and find any piece of paper from almost 20 years and produce it just for where it's supposed to be. Got it. What else comes to mind in terms of those early years, some of the challenges the business and or you faced? Money was tight at the beginning. We started halfway through the year with Hardinch and helped us acquire three machines. And one of the original investors was also in the office. So a lot of jockeying for money. <laughs> when was the first like new employee hired or for first start? What point? I would say once we got ready to move into the new building, we really had ramped up. So I would say 2001, we brought Jack in. And at that point, then we started bringing in more machinists and more machines. Yeah. So how did First Star start with one particular customer? When their, uh, their previous business shut down that they worked at, those customers there had a need. They were smart enough to get in there and say, hey, this is what we're looking to do. We can use your help. And the Stanley buyer was great. So that was, of course, the first biggest customer, still is. And Jack brought in Betcher in 2001. And from there, it just expanded and word got out and... People that worked at companies that we were, that were our customers would go to another company and say, Hey, I, let's try First Star and see if they want to do this. Yeah. Got it. So word of mouth and just reputation started to grow that First Star was, what, what was First Star known for in the early years, would you say? Oh, quality. A1 quality and managing the process from start to finish. They'd send us a part. We take care of it all. They don't have to send it to us to have the piece cut and then get it back and go to heat treat. We do all of that. Got it. What about you? What else comes to mind for your focus? What was the, other than setting up the books, what was the next big challenge that you remembered facing? Once we started implementing employee benefits, that was all a new can of worms for me. Just different tracking attendance. We started the attendance program. Oh, there's so many things. <laughs> How did you go about getting the benefits set up? Jack Horseman had a friend that was an insurance broker. So he came in and got us going. And you just, Google wasn't much of a thing back then, but you learned what you could on why. What kind of, what were the questions that you typically would ask of a new, like, vendor or supplier like that back then? I didn't have a clear understanding of exactly how insurance worked, all the different types of insurance. So... Yeah, it just, over the years, you just learn. I'm still learning. At what point would you say that you felt really confident that First Star had made it, that it was, business was on really great footing and had gotten over the early startup challenges? When we moved to the new building in Parma, we went from a very small shop, I'd have to say maybe 2,500 square feet into one that was 7,000, 8,000 square feet. That's huge. And it didn't take them long to fill it up. <laughs> So I want to get back to the pizza place. Was it a, a franchise pizza situation? East of Chicago pizza. East of Chicago. What are the challenges involved with a pizza place like that? Especially franchising, all the initial training, all the initial startup. You buy 150 pizza pans and you have to get them all seasoned, all the pans. and have. They were very specific about where everything goes in the shop. And 
So my ex-husband would go out and do the offsite training, come back and train all of us. Did you end up having a successful experience with those? Yes. Yep. I would say so. Yeah. Were you always entrepreneurial like that? No. <laughs> no? No. Not at all. I was, no, I was more of a work for someone else person. Yeah. Growing up, did you have any particular idea in mind of this is what I want to do when I grow up? I always loved numbers. So I would, I would have a little calculator by my bed and I would calculate interest rate <laughs> in my spare time. Nerdy, but I think it's more to do with the type of schooling I had and how competitive we all were with each other. So with you loving numbers, did you have a particular profession in mind that would lead to? Accounting of some sort. Got a little derailed at the end of high school because my father became disabled. So kind of set me off track, no college. But I had gone to tech school, took accounting and computing, which was computers. I always wanted to work with computers. But back then, a computer was as big as this room or the processor part. And everything was key punch cards. I don't know if you know what those are. Used to get them with your electric bill and they had all the little holes in it. So that's what I would do is key punch. And two years after I graduated, the personal computer was invented. So that kind of changed everything I learned. Fascinating. I learned RPG and COBOL and Fortran, all the first early languages and that type of thing. And within two years, it was all obsolete. That's amazing. Was it that fast that the personal computer kind of came into the workplace? Yeah, they started making it into the workplace, I would say. I know we had them in 83. So when I was at Cedar Point. What was that like? Oh, crazy. <laughs> It, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was, I'd never been around many people, just insane. I grew up in a very small town, six people in my grade for the first eight years of my education. And to get into a situation like that was overwhelming, but fun. Well, bringing it back to first start, I know we've gone all over the place here a little bit. So thanks for following my in, in direct train of thought here. What do you think about the culture at First Star? I've gotten the sense that it's a family culture. How would you describe the culture? Absolutely a family. And Deb Smith and I are the mothers. So <laughs> we share duties. I play good cop. She plays bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that like in your role as office manager, that seems almost to me like it could be similar to the role of mom as well. Would you say that's, you're just particularly suited to that kind of a, a role and mindset? I, I think so. Even though I was never a mother myself, raising the five boys made a big difference and try to get the guys, especially the younger guys, do the best you can and feel good about what you're doing. And it really makes a big difference in your life. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. So we try to keep it laid back, but structured. So everybody can push each other's buttons, but for fun, not just to be a pain. Yeah. How do you go about you and Deb even? Do you go and walk around and just check in with people? What's, how do you actually perform the motherly kind of duties at First Star? Over the years, people have learned to just stop me and ask a question. 
And if I don't know it, I will go find out and go right back to them and give them an answer. So they know that they can do that. You know, different people over the years, have, when they're buying a house or something, they've got to get all this paperwork together for a mortgage. They don't know how to back something or so I would help them do that. Just different things. Yeah. Being involved in HR and finance and everything, people probably come to you with a lot of different types of questions, I would imagine. Yep. And I guess, what do you think about how First Star has evolved, like culture-wise from the first early years to the last 10 years or so, and then now to being an employee-owned company? Is it any different over the course of time, or is it still pretty much how it's been the entire time? It's different for me. At the very beginning, I didn't have really any contact with anybody but David and Jack. And it was like that for probably a year and a half. And then after we moved to the new building and started getting more people, then it started to open up a little bit. We became a little more like a family and knew we were in it for the long haul. And culture switched a little bit because we felt more like family, I think. And it's stayed that way. We tried to introduce more things into the program just to keep people interested and involved. And and since EV has come along, it's been blown it right out of the water. <laughs> we got our statements last week. Everyone was very excited about that. But just gives, especially the people that got their statements for the first time, it gave them a real spring in their step and feeling like they had a little more purpose. That's great. What are your, some of your favorite memories from First Star from a culture perspective? People dressing up as Dave Tenney for Halloween. <laughs> Just Jack and Dave would have these food wars, but it would be somebody, I think it started with coleslaw one time. Coleslaw from on John Silver's and somebody had forgotten about it. So they put it in Jack's truck to fester. For a while and then he finally figured out what was going on so then that ends up in dave's office somewhere to continue to fester and just different things like that i would go on vacation when i finally started going on vacations i got a picture of my first full day there that david sent me of the entire shredding machine being dumped on my desk just giving each other a hard time did you ever get dave or jack back for that a few times. <laughs> There's one I can't even talk about, but <laughs> I, I think we all have snappy comebacks. What about the whole like team? What are the types of things and activities that you guys have done over the years? We always tried to have a company party and a Christmas party. So we would have a company party in the summer. Everybody's family get together, spend the day. We would do like the main dishes and that would be a potluck after that and hang around and swim and play volleyball and cornhole and everything else and then we would have our Christmas party and we would go to a nice restaurant and just have a nice dinner all together that kind of faded out we started to do it more as a bonus situation instead since considering what time of year it was at everybody always liked to have the extra influx of cash and then now since all the ESOP committee has a lot of activities going so every month we're doing something. What else comes to mind? Just highlights of your kind of career so far at First Star or otherwise? What what have been some of the things that have stood out to you? There's so many. It's 
from where I started to where I am now is night and day. And my expectations for where I was going to be, I never thought at 23 years from now, I'd still be a first star. And I can't imagine being anywhere else. As for highlights, I remember when Dave's youngest son was born and I made him a onesie that said future president of first star. And just, there's just so many things. When we moved to this building, that was incredible. Got us, got me a lot closer to home. Uh, that about Dave's son is really beautiful kind of anecdote and really sweet. Yeah. My last question for you is what advice would you have for all your fellow empowered ventures, employee owners? We're all in this together. Treat each other the, the way you would want to be treated and always do things that you can be proud of. Great advice, Diane. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on Empowered Owners, Diane Booker. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up this episode of Empowered Owners. I'd like to thank Diane for joining me and First Stars Bronco Popov and Mark Lisi for suggesting topics. Please give us feedback, suggest guests and topics for future episodes, and tell us how we can keep improving the show. To reach us, email hello at empowered.ventures. Be sure to join us next time on Empowered Owners as we explore the lives and stories of the amazing employee owners of Empowered Ventures. If you haven't already, follow our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in.